Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello, Rebel Energy listeners. So excited to have you back with me and really, really excited for today's topic as well, because this is something that I totally overthought as a virtual assistant and even as a brand new VA coach and something that I see a lot of online business owners doing, and that is they are overwhelming their audience. This can look very, very different. It can look like you are trying to be a jack of all trades. It can be almost that verbal diarrhea where you are just like word vomiting all over them. So for example, when I first decided, you know, I wanted to move forward with my starting my podcast and launching it and take that first step. I knew I didn't have the time. I didn't have the experience. I had no idea. I hardly, there was only like one podcast I ever listened to. I had no idea what I was doing. So for me, I knew I needed a team that knew what they were doing to save me time and stress. So there was two different women that I was talking to, kind of looking into, getting some background info on, references, all that good stuff. Um, So the woman that I ended up not going with, it was because I sent her a very simple message. I got into her Facebook group. Um, She sent me a little like welcome thing. And, you know, I told her, I'm like, hey, um, I actually have a call with the podcast launch expert, which is the woman I end up going with. Um, But I was like, I'm really excited to just learn more about the process. I really wasn't looking at hiring right that second. Um, But then I asked her specifically what she did in the podcast space. That was it. She sent me this huge message that took me a few minutes to like, it would have taken me a long time to read. I ended up not even reading it once I saw it because I, it just, it overwhelmed me so much because remember I was taking that very first like baby step. I told her that I was just trying to learn a little bit more. Um, you know, I had no idea what this looked like and she sent this huge long message and immediately I I didn't even respond to the message. (laughs) I ghosted her. Okay. Because I just, I wasn't in the headspace in that moment to consume everything that she was throwing at me. And it was just a lot of overwhelm. So when I am talking to business owners about maybe why they didn't want to hire a virtual assistant or, um, you know, I'm doing like some market research and learning about like what makes them want to hire a virtual assistant. Oh, cause I love that feedback from my clients in Rockstone Academy. Right. And a lot of the time it is because they they just feel like almost either A, that overwhelm like I did when they just ask a simple question and having a conversation, like kind of easing into it. It's just like that word vomit. Or B, it's because they can sense that desperation, right? Which is that jack of all trades. And I know I've done this before in a different podcast, but I had someone last week say that they love the analogy. So for those of you that are just maybe popping into season two, it's almost like dating, right? If you're talking to someone and you can just sense like that desperation or, you know, you just went on one date and they want you to be their (laughs) boyfriend right off the bat, right? You just kind of like, ugh, it kind of gives you that weird vibe. 
that's exactly what you don't want to do in your virtual assistant business. And I want you guys to think about like finding that match, that partner, right? AKA your ideal client in your VA business. We don't want to be scaring off potential clients with all of that. So this episode, we're going to be digging into a little bit more of what that should look like. So that way you aren't creating that overwhelm and making your ideal client even more anxious and why they're going to want to work with you. And again, I have done a ton of market research on this with business owners. I also have hired virtual assistants onto my team. And so this episode, I really want to help you guys with creating your offers with confidence. So that way you are closing um, and almost having them convinced in the DMs before you even get on a discovery call with them. So make sure you get a notepad, a pen, and let's dive in. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. When I was building out Rock Salt Academy, you guys know my VA coach ended up being my business coach. Um, and even though she had an amazing program that I went through, she actually helped me build out Rock Salt Academy. Now, to be totally transparent with you guys, when I first purchased her program and I was going through the modules, I was actually shocked by how straight to the point it was and how little information were in the modules. Now, by how little, right, I don't mean I didn't learn anything from the modules. I didn't take it like there wasn't enough in there. That's not what I'm saying. But the reason that there wasn't a crap load of information in the modules is because, A, she knew her audience, right? And you guys are all probably new, maybe veteran virtual assistants, <laughs> You guys know, as a new virtual assistant, there's a lot of shit to take in. And if you are jam-packing your modules with all this information, that probably won't even pertain to every single person in the program, that's immediately going to overwhelm them. And even for my Rockstar Academy students as well, too, um, what I did and even my co-coaches do now is we tell them, don't go and binge all the modules. I had clients that would join they would watch all the freaking modules before our first call, we get on the first call, and they're already like shitting their pants. They're like, oh my God, like, I didn't even think about this. I didn't even know this. I don't even know how to talk to me. Holy cow, guys, pump the brakes, right? So that was a big misconception. Then when it was my turn, right, even though I went through my VA coaches modules, I still had this thing of, I need to prove myself. I need to prove that I know what I'm talking about. I have so much knowledge. I have a wealth of knowledge. I need to just shove that all in the modules. And my business coach was like, no, know your ideal client. They're already overwhelmed. If you are jam packing, even if they watch one module at a time, it is going to overwhelm them. And I know my ideal client, what's going to work for one person isn't going to work for anyone else. So like through my modules, I give the general information that works for 80% of my clients. Now, because again, what I always preach to you guys, what works for one person isn't going to work for everyone. It's going to depend on their personality, like their human design type, which is why we have the human design in like the very first part of the modules with the welcome video. Um, and also too, like on their niche, like who their ideal client is, how they want to be talked to, all that good stuff. So 
yes, is there a ton of valuable information in the modules? Uh-huh. But as cheesy as it sounds, I always tell my clients, the magic really, really happens in the one-on-one coaching calls. Because let's just say I don't have a whole thing on DMs, like on the module, but we obviously cover an RSA one-on-one. We've got some training videos and things like that, but not in the modules. Um, Because that was one of the things I didn't want people to binge. Because as you guys know, people aren't always going to follow the DM script that you have. Okay? This has only happened, I think, like twice to a couple of RSA clients in the three years, I almost three years I've been doing this. But there was one time where they were going through the normal flow for market research. And they had two people at totally different times. But they had someone in the DM say, are you doing market research? And they're like looking through the DM scripts I give them like, okay, that's not in here, right? So that was the beauty of it. Then they got a Voxer me and asked me like, hey, how do you respond to this, right? And that never happened to me as a, as a virtual assistant. And at that point in time, that had never happened to anyone in RSA. It was like my second year of coaching. So does that happens like 1% of the time. Am I going to, if it happens to 1% of people that go through Rockstone Academy, does that make sense for me to give them the information? No. So how does that pertain to you and your virtual assistant business? So again, that's why market research is so important. So as you are going and creating your offer, I want you to think about the majority, the 80%, okay? And even when you are going and talking to people in the DMs and things like that, um, I I tell my clients as well too, because they have these fears. They have these fears of like getting rejected or someone being rude to them in the DMs. Again, I think I've only had like two or three people in the almost three years I've been coaching where they've ever had someone be outright rude um, and like cuss at them (laughs) for literally asking them a question about their business, right? Again, that rarely happens. So if you are afraid of getting the DMs because you're afraid of someone like flipping their lid on you, right? That rarely, rarely ever happens. So as you are creating your offer as a virtual assistant, I want you guys to really think about um, what the vast majority of the people that you did the market research with, what do they need? So if you talk to 10 people, right, you got some amazing feedback in market research and one person out of the 10 said they need help with Pinterest management, right? But maybe the other 90% said like lead gen and and DMs, for example, okay? Are you going to throw in there a Pinterest offer? No, you're going to go with the vast majority. And I think that's the biggest mistake that I see virtual assistants making is that they're trying to be a jack of all trades and appease to every single person. A, that is not a smart business move. And B, just in like normal life, you're not going to be able to learn everything that there is in the online space. And you're also not going to make every single person happy. So yesterday we had Kristen Spurgeon, one of my past RSA and Scale to Summit clients come and talk to RSA as a guest speaker. So literally she's come full circle. It's so awesome. It was amazing to have her. And she did such a great job. So if you guys are looking for a mindset coach, definitely make sure to reach out to her. But one of the things that she said that I really, really loved and resonated with me. Now, you guys know I always preach that implementation 
is huge. You can have all the knowledge, but if you're not implementing what you're learning, that knowledge is useless. And so what she was talking about was believable action. So not just implementing, right, and going through the steps, but actually believing the action steps that you are taking. And then she started to talk about herself as a new virtual assistant. And her very first client that she had, Eric, um, hired her and he's like, I really don't know what I need, but I know that I need help. And so she would continue to learn different platforms and strategies like on the go as she was working with him. She's like, okay, awesome, I can help you. Even though she had no idea what she was doing, but she figured it out along the way. And I see this happen so much where virtual assistants get in their own head and they feel like they need to prove themselves. And guys, I've been there. As a new VA coach, I felt the exact same thing. Like, okay, I need to prove that I know what I'm doing. And it's almost self-sabotaging, obviously, from what I've been saying, of not overwhelming your ideal client. But I think if you take the things that you do know and run with it and have an open mind to learning more and just really having faith in your journey and having fun with it. So often I see virtual assistants, even when I'm doing like one-on-one coaching with them in Rock Salt Academy, and they're like, they, they take literally, oh my gosh, I used to have clients that would take four weeks to just niche down and, and, and choose an ideal client because they're overthinking it. And so it got to the point when my clients would do that, I'd say, hey, you really don't know 100% if you're going to enjoy this client, right? Or enjoy this niche. Yes, you've done the market research, you've talked with them. You're assuming based on what you know that you're going to enjoy you know, working with fitness coaches or doing um, lead generation for them. But until you're actually doing it, you're not going to really know if you like it. So quit standing behind that starting line and just freaking trust the universe that they're going to bring those ideal clients to you and that it's just all going to work out. And I know it's easier for me to say, right, because I've come on the other side of it, But looking at my journey thus far, I I really do believe that me struggling on my own for 18 months and me coming across my amazing VA coach, Erin, and, you know, now my amazing coach, Ruben, that I've, everything just happened the way it's supposed to. And so I know it's easy for me to just say, trust the process, but really guys, be open to learning new and different things in your virtual assistant business. So one thing that Kristen said yesterday, which I've heard that before, and I also really believe it, but I just love that she reiterated that to my clients because that's exactly what I tell them. 80% of your outcomes in life, business, your success, whatever it may be, is based off of your mindset. And I believe this 110%. So my very first, I guess, like interaction with mindset work, which at the time I didn't even know about mindset or what it was called or anything. Um, Oh my gosh, I think it was like a freshman. But um, my cross-country coach, Tyson Keith, I still remember him. I I had the biggest crush on him. But anyways, my cross-country coach, I loved him. He was younger and 
even though I didn't know it, he did teach us a lot of mindset work. Like he didn't call it that, but he gave us some really, really good tips. So two of the different things that he, you know, taught us or told us to do was that when we were running in a cross country meet to um, envision ourselves running past the very first person ahead of us. So like watching, not looking way ahead, right? Because that creates like overwhelm. If you're like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, pass 12 more people to be in first place. Instead, he said, focus on the one person in front of you. And then once you pass that person, then keep your eye on the next person. And like while you're running, envision yourself actually running past them. And I did this, you guys, and not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I was a pretty good runner in cross country. I think like up until like junior or senior year, but I was always like the first or the second on my team to get done. And I really, now looking back on it, I really believe that's why, because that's exactly what I did at every single meet. And I was like, this is, it was almost like I had, and I know it sounds so dumb. Remember, I was like 14, 15, 16 guys, but I almost felt like I had this like cool, like superpower, right? Of just like envisioning myself beating people. And I placed like six at conference, which was like huge, um, like hundreds of girls. Uh, I did really, really well. And then the other thing that he envisioned too, actually for that conference was he said to envision ourselves on the actual platform. Again, this is so mindset work and envisioning, which again, Kristen talked about, but I had no idea what it was at the time. So I would literally lay in bed at night and just envision myself being on that platform. Um, cause I, I want, and guys, again, you guys know me, I'm like an achiever. So of course I wanted to, you know, be in the, the top, uh, 10 or whatever it was. And so I placed sixth, um, at conference by doing that as well too. So now as a mom, my son, my poor son has the same um, competitiveness as me when it comes to, well, actually everything that he does, but he loves wrestling and he did really, really well the first few years. And then last year, you know, obviously with getting older and bigger and having more experienced wrestlers, he actually started to get beat and he didn't really know how to handle that because he never really lost before. Um, he's really, really talented. And so that was something that we had to work on him with. But I also told him for state, like if you are wanting, you know, first place, like envision that. And so he's like, mom, I, I got second. Like I literally envision myself beating this kid who has beat him multiple times. He's like, I did it. And so the reason that I'm sharing this with you guys is because a, I think it's really, really important to teach our kids that young to like really believe in themselves and that they want something to do that. Um, and another thing too, is that not only just like writing out your goals, but really feeling and envisioning. So one of the best things that my VA coach taught me, because guys, honestly, mindset was freaking huge for me. Even to this day, I struggle with mindset. I've gotten better, but I still struggle with it, right? And I still think it's one of the, the hardest things as a business owner for myself to really, really tackle and be consistent with. Um, but one of the things that uh, my VA coach taught me was because I was writing out my goals that I was wanting every single day. And she would, so finally, but it wasn't really coming true. I kept writing, I wanted 4K month. I kept writing it, writing it, writing it, but I couldn't get past the 3K mark. I would get to 3,600, 3,200, um, I think 3,400, and I just couldn't get past it. So she told me to start when I was writing, not just to write it and go through it, 
but like take that believable action. And as I was writing out my daily and weekly goals to actually feel the excitement that I would get in my body. So when I actually would write out, I am going to hit a 4K month by X date, instead of just writing that out, I'd actually pause and close my eyes and really envision the excitement that I would have. Like, how would I celebrate? What would that look like? I would envision my kids like hugging me and congratulating me and all of that. And literally within a few weeks, I beat the 4K month after being stuck in it for like three or four months. So guys, this stuff may sound woo-woo, but it really, really does work. So it's really easy for us to sit here and say, hey, don't overwhelm, don't give too much value, like don't overwater, you know, your potential clients and all of that. And I know why you guys do, because you feel like you are lacking the confidence in what you're doing, the services that you're offering and all of that. But I want you to start taking that believable action, thanks Kristen, (laughs) and really truly believing it. Because if you start to believe that, the energy that comes from you is going to radiate to your potential clients and they're going to believe in you also. It literally is life-changing. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Rebel Energy. So, so excited to have you guys here and I will talk with you guys next week. I hope that you enjoyed today's show and if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.